Welcome to Raised On It. And man, do I feel like a... No, I'm just kidding. Not well, going to go there. There we go. I got you. There we we'll go. Complete that. All right. Whew. Glad we got that out of the way. A lot of pressure. It's the all-women podcast. Featuring Aaron. Featuring Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Well, E-R-I-N today. We'll go oh, boy. That. Okay. This no. is interesting, folks. It'll be interesting. So, no, what do we want to chat about first when it comes to... I mean, there's a ton, a ton of great female artists now... But especially back when we were growing up in the 90s. Right. I feel like it's peak. But I also feel like we're kind of getting uh, the current group now, I think, has the potential to resemble the great decade of like the mid 90s to the early 2000s. Yeah, I agree. I think, right, you know, you can go back as like Dolly and, you know, but we didn't grow up with Dolly. No. You know, we grew up with Martina and Faith and Shania, and it was fantastic. Right. And then it seemed like there was a lull, if if that makes sense. And for a while, you had just Miranda and Carrie basically holding down the woman. Yeah. I, I, I tried figure, try to figure out why there was that sort of lull. And, you know, I honestly have... No idea. The only thing I can think of is that, like, music was changing both in, like, the style and in, like, the way we consume it. I think that was, I mean, you're looking at, like, the mid-2000s about. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's when, like, I think the iPod came out around then. Yeah. And, like, your online digital thing. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it or if the music just didn't resonate as much. I don't know. It's fascinating when you think about it. But you think of like, I guess I'm saying, and this is for like all careers and and women that like, I know like Faith Hill took a step back and she stayed home with her three girls. And I just think like maybe Martina had young girls. And I just wonder if, yes, they were so good in their career and, you know, maybe they don't have to tour every year, but maybe they... They didn't make music their priority. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Um, and maybe because they had such success, you know, it afforded them a lifestyle where they could take a break. And then, and I think once you take that break, it's really hard to come back. Totally agree. I know, like, uh, I was kind of looking at Leanne Womack's career and her peak and probably her highest moment was when she had I Hope You Dance. Mm-hmm. And that we went to the top of the charts in like every genre, won every award, Grammys, whatever. And that song, I mean, that had a lot of like pop crossover appeal. And like that album she had worked on kind of did too. So she thought like that was the direction she kind of wanted to go in. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't work yeah. out. And then her, her albums after that, um, or I think it was maybe one or two albums were kind of a little bit more poppy and it, it didn't work. She didn't. The country fans were kind of turned off by it, and it wasn't, let's say, good enough to make it in, in the pop or AT40. Um, she's come definitely back to country, yeah. but again, like, like you said, I think that was that's part of it too, though. I think sometimes they just have to stay true to to their roots, or if, if they don't want country, then go, get out, and if you don't make it there, well, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And I wish I would have looked at this more, but I even think of someone like 
and maybe it isn't a female thing why during this time period because you know we talked about Phil Vassar on a True. earlier podcast. I mean he he had a great five or six year run and then all of a sudden it was kind of like. All right, where did he go? Right, um, that's true. There's a, enough country artists I feel on both right. men and women who just were very successful for a few years, and it's it's hard to have a long career. You don't get a lot of Kennys and Tims and Keiths. It's just, right. I would even say like Shania, even I mean superstar, megastar, icon. She kind of had the same thing too in the mid to late two thousands. We can blame her ex-best friend and ex-husband for that. Right. Right. <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I like, think it, about it that, happens. though. Like, if, if that never had happened, would she have still been going strong? Maybe. You know? Maybe. Um, so sometimes there's things that you can't control that affect it. And, and Shania had huge crossover appeal. Right. Like, I... And, yeah, she's come up with new stuff, but why hasn't that new stuff... You know, people still love right, her old music right. better. Yeah, and I, yeah, I don't know why that is. It's, I think it would take it. It would have to take like a legit research project to figure out what were the songs about, what were the different types of musical sounds, and instruments. Like, I think yeah. that's part of it. But yeah. yeah, Shania. I mean, she had like she was before she like became like a huge sensation in America. She was blown up elsewhere, yeah. like Europe and Australia, Asia. Canada. Like, that's, right. that's where she's from, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, um, so I don't want to put you on the spot here, but who, you don't have to rank them, but like, who, like, who would you, who would you like, let's say like look up to, or you'd be like, okay, that was my favorite female country singer growing up. Mm, Growing up. Um, Martina. Yeah. Martina, um. Goodness, where do I start with her songs? Um, Independence Day, Happy Girl, um, Broken Wings, like I just hit after hit after hit, and just she always was so classy, or you know, she just did it in such a a way where yeah, I want to be her. She's yeah. making good music. She's not being anyone. She, she's not trying to be someone she isn't. Right. And, God, can she sing? Like, yeah, I think some like I don't think it's an official nickname, but I think someone said she's like the Celine Dion of country because her soprano oh, or something is. I believe that it. Good. Yeah, but that's true. Like, she never really had to force the issue. She didn't pretend to be someone else. There was never any real moments where she like stepped out of her box necessarily. Right. But yeah, I think. But I think at the same time too, she's such an underrated artist when you think about the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, 2000s. she's coming out with a new Christmas album, though, I saw. Her original Christmas album's fantastic. Well, she could sing the phone book. That would be fine. Mm, I wouldn't go that far, but... I think she could really hit it in the M section, but yeah. anyways. What, are you a team Martina, or did you... Um... No, I, th- I think Martina um, was for sure. Uh, Shania Twain was my first CD. Oh, okay. It was the Shania Twain Come On Over CD. That was the first one as... I'm trying to think who else was it. It was the Shania Come Over TV and the Bashy Boys um, Millennium. Millennium? Millennial? Millennium. Millennium CD. It was those two at the same time. Um, wow. 
Yeah. We grew up in a great time. <laughs> we really did. But no, I mean, that album had, and that was like really took her off. Like her previous album had yeah. kind of her first hits, but that, you know, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, Come On Over, I mean, everything. Yeah. Um, but no, Sh- Shania definitely. Um, I think she really took the genre uh, places where maybe like not saying Martina didn't, but I think Shania really brought more people to country music. 100% agree. You know, so she starts with Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under? And then by the end of it, well, not the end of her career, but she's singing songs like Up, you know, and it's just, and maybe that rubs some people the wrong way, but maybe it it brought more people in and it kind of changed maybe the direction of of females in country music or just country music altogether, I think. Yeah, no, I totally think that, and I think it was kind of already taking place with, I mean, the Dixie Chicks were coming out mm-hmm. at the same time too, where, and even I, I think Reba, you know, kind of challenged the mold in a sense where she would step out of the box too, but right. there wasn't, you didn't have to be a cowboy boots wearing girl with a super twangy voice right. wearing a cowboy hat. Like you could be a little edgier as long, I mean, if you have good music and good sounds, like right. if it's in the lyrics, if they mean something, exactly. it'll be a hit. Yep. I think we've always said that it's about the storytelling or the lyrics that make it country, not what you wear um, right. or the twang in your voice. That's yeah, it's, it's not whether or not you drive a truck or a convertible. Right. Um, but no, Shania, uh, the, she's looked up to by so many young female artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like Kelsey Ballerini has like, I don't think she's open for her, but she's gone on stage and performed with her before. Mm-hmm. And even... I think it was two weeks ago, Shania had a show or two in Nashville. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. I don't know if you saw before one of her shows, she kind of had like a, she invited, I think maybe 20 to 30 like up and coming female artists, female country singers. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of did like a and a or like a forum and they were able to like talk with her and take pictures and stuff oh, like that. Cool. So she's, I think that that's also something that is like a feather in her cap is she's looked up to by that next generation that's coming up right now and she's but she's willing to yeah. talk with him and give him advice yeah and, of course um i think she's just a good person yeah and she's still like world tour right now she's still selling out arenas and right i mean uh i had a coworker go to her concert and she still has like all the dance moves all the choreography but like her songs are still just so widely known and like she could be crushing it for years to come as well Right. Yeah, she's definitely, I would probably put her as the face of, like, the 90s. Isn't that crazy? Okay, side note, how she's, like, touring big stadiums. And we saw Martina McBride at the Fond du Lac County Fair. Doesn't that seem just crazy? Because I feel like Martina could be and should be also selling out bigger shows. Okay, that's fair, but I think, okay, I mean, I, I think a venue does make a difference. The artist and the venue make a difference depending on like their type of music. So, like, yeah. uh, do you, like were we we weren't like really jamming out or rocking out at the Martina concert. We were singing along, and it was fun. But if you go to Shania, I feel like you're Shania could do the Super Bowl where Martina couldn't. Right. And I think yeah. I think that's a big difference too. But I just wish we I don't know. County Fair is not where I'd want to see Martina again. Like, I want her to sing for three hours and sing all of her songs. True. But that's a different story, and that's just my... I mean, give Martina some credit. But anywho, who else? You know, we got 
Trisha, I feel like you can't overlook her. Um, Sarah Evans. Okay, I yeah, Sarah Evans. Aside from that, she was like my country crush growing up. Oh, heck yes. Um, she's got so many great songs, and her voice is so unique but you can, and just distinct. Like yeah, you turn the radio and you her. hear her, and you're like, oh, that's Sarah Evans. I think her Born to Fly was one of my first CDs I had, and I, okay. yeah. you know, you listen to every song all the way through, and oh, so good. And I can still see the music video for Born to Fly, like the Oz theme. The tornado. So great. Yeah. Just, I know, she is. Yeah, I think she just, she just has those run, those long, like drawn out during the choruses or she just holds the note and you're just like, wow. Yeah. Like she just did that. I mean, Martina, Martina do that too. Right. Not saying like they all could, but you just, something about, and I feel like Sarah Evans never got the, the accolades or the recognition that she deserved. Maybe because she was overshadowed by... Martina and Faith, Faith Hill. and and then the next generation came up and kind of not squashed her, but overshadowed her a little bit. It's right, like, mm. right. And even, I mean, we talk about Reba a bit. She's the only artist, I believe, that has had a number one song in four consecutive decades. I love That's Reba. Just wild, right? She's fantastic. I feel like she's the queen. Yeah. Yeah, she is just... She was, is, and will continue to be. She's just like a really cool human being, I feel. Yeah, but that's... You know, her music has evolved since, obviously, the 80s and 90s, 2000s. But she's able to make it work, which it's truly amazing that, Mm -hmm. you know, where... I'm not going to say, you know, Shania or Faith Hill have dropped off, but like you said, that why aren't there songs climbing up the charts? Right. Um I don't know, but like Reba has, Reba still does it. Yeah. Whether it's a, you know, duet with Kelly Clarkson or a gospel song or what have you, like she still has it and it's incredible. She's the goat. What is, um, because of you, the one her and Kelly sang together. Oh, so good. Yeah. And maybe that's part of it too, is because she did have this, you know, relationship with Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. You know, in that sense, you know, she had a successful TV show. I mean, she can do it all. She hosted the ACMs and I mean, she's True. she's funny, she can sing and she's well liked and I think yeah. she makes good music. And she doesn't really cause much of a stir, you know, there's no controversy really surrounding her. That's Reba. true. She never really did take any sort of like a long-ish absence. No. Um even if she wasn't recording as much music, she was on TV or she right. was still hosting the award shows. Um, well, and the crazy thing, like, when was it? Was it the 80s or the 90s when her whole band and crew died in that plane crash? Aaron's first trivia question answered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it is one of those, uh, like, crazy hypotheticals. Like, her and her husband, and I think... I don't know, her, it was her and two other people stayed back because she was just recovering from like bronchitis Mm -hmm. and two other, two planes took off carrying the rest of their, and it was, yeah, foggy, they crashed into the side of a mountain and yeah, I mean, can you imagine? Life without Reba? Life without Reba? No. And then you, I mean. WWRD. That would have been a huge deal. That would have gone up with. All the other, yeah, you know, your buddy Holly and right. those sort of things. Right. Absolutely. It would have been detrimental. Detrimental? 
I said that right? Sure. To, I think, I don't know, all of women in country music. and. Yeah, I mean, and that was, for her, she just had, oh, was it two years ago maybe? It was the 25th anniversary or it's been 25 years since that crash. Yeah. And she posted about it. I mean, you think about that, that was like eight or nine of her closest best friends gone in an instinct. And And she's managed to sustain and build a career 25 years later with a whole group of new people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It's amazing. Um, She's the gold standard. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I think, I think Carrie Underwood is, you know, this decade or two's version of that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where that goes in the mm-hmm. next 10, 20 years. And if Carrie says she, she wants to be, you know, m- spend more time with the family and not do as many things. I don't know. I think she's the one that has the closest potential to yeah. being Reba. Yeah, um, I agree. I love Carrie. We're just going to throw that out there. Um, I remember we heard that a country artist won American <laughs> Idol. And they were showing reruns of American Idol on like E or something. So we watched it, even knowing that like this is who's going to win, watched it religiously. Um, See, this whole time, I don't even think that I knew. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no. Because I remember um, there was some award show and it was like cutting to commercial, but they're like, and announcing like the. New winner of season four of American Idol, Carrie Underwood singing her new song. And she sang like a verse and a chorus of Jesus Take the Wheel, and then it cut to commercial. Oh, she actually sang yeah. that? Yeah, but it's like one of those things where like when you watch award shows now, like, oh, yeah, Russell Dickerson played a little bit of a song. Like, yeah, that was that's Carrie, true. you know? And she's just had amazing, amazing songs. And, and I mean, her voice is just... And the fact of it is, okay... Because I was religious with American Idol, she sang um, the song "Alone" by heart. Yep. And I don't know if you know this. Probably, if after she was done singing it, Randy said his piece, Paula said her piece. Simon Cowell. Simon and I, nervous. I won't do my British accent, but he said, "Carrie," and I'm going to quote it word for word because I've seen it a few dozen times. He's like, "You're not just the girl to beat; you're the person to beat." He goes on to say, I predict not only will you win this competition, but you will go on to sell more records than any other previous Idol winner. Mic drop. Simon Cowell is like... For real. Genius. Yeah, I mean, looking back at it now, you're like, well, of course, duh, but... Right. That'd be like saying right now someone wins it and be like, yeah, you're going to become the next Beyonce right. or the next Carrie. And be like, right, exactly. Okay, calm down, man. To think that like both Carrie and Kelly Clarkson came from this TV show that was... Maybe not as popular as it went on to be, or they made it popular. It's just crazy. It is. And I was thinking about that, too, about, like, um, singing competitions. Not to stray away from Carrie, but a lot of them have been women. You think about, like, The Voice. That have won? Right. Or been, yeah. Like, Raylan, Cassidy, um, who else am I thinking of? Danielle. Miranda won a singing competition. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just kind of like, so I feel like there is still a fan base for women and for country oh, women. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we want we to talk about, talk about that now or we want to talk about some more 90s folks. Oh, I thought we should talk about what we don't get about the whole Carrie and Miranda thing. Oh, yes. 
I'm going to put that on a T for you. Uh, hmm. You know what? Actually, no. I'm going to give the hard numbers first. Okay. And then I'm just going to back away from the mic. And I'm going to go. And you're going to give, like, a, I hope, an epic monologue. Oh, um, boy. I have nothing written down, folks. No, that's fine. So I'll set the stage here. It's been Carrie and Miranda since about 2005 to current that have been the two top female singers in country music. Um, I personally prefer Carrie over Miranda. Um and I know people that prefer the others, but it is interesting when you compare, even if, even if you're a Miranda fan, I think you would say, and if you're a Carrie fan, you'd say they're at a minimum should be pretty neck and neck when it comes to certain accolades and such things like that. Right. So brief history here. So in the CMAs, female vocals of the year. Carrie won it from 2006 to 2008. And then from 2010 to 2015, Miranda won it. In 16, Carrie won it again. And then 17, Miranda did. Now we go to the ACMs. Carrie won it in 2006, 7, and 8. Just looks like the CMAs. Miranda has won it every year since 2009. Miranda has two Grammys to Carrie's seven. So that might show a little bit of more crossover appeal. Miranda has 23 ACMs to Carrie's 14 ACMs. Oh, my gosh. Miranda has seven CMT awards to Carrie's 17 CMT awards. Fan voted. And Miranda has 13 CMAs to Carrie's eight CMAs. And before I turn over, I'm just going to say I'm not here to pit women up against each other. Just pointing out the numbers and saying, I feel like a majority of people think Carrie is the queen of country music right now and probably the best female country singer. So it's just peculiar that um, the awards and certain accolades don't match up. I think it'll be something very curious to look back on 40 years from now. And go. It's lopsided. I think... I mean, so you said the ACMs from 2010 to 2015. It was Miranda. So what I don't get is, I think in like, was it 2000? It must have been 2015 or something, 2016. Carrie had like her greatest albums come out. In 2012, her Blown Away album came out. She was going on all these massive tours. Like her tours are huge and like... I I don't get it. And every time I watch an award show, I get so mad because... It'd be like, well, what does Miranda come out with lately? Oh, this song? Oh, it peaked at, like, number 13? Great. I mean, I'd rather have, like, Marin or Kelsey, someone who is, is, you know, not just because of name recognition. I feel like that's what happens a lot. And and then, you know, maybe it's because during that time, her and Blake were the golden couple of country. But I don't even believe that. And it just gets frustrating. And I go to Twitter to find solos from my other, like, Care Bears who are all about Carrie and and I I know she probably doesn't maybe care you know but some she has to and so when you said that about the CMT awards the 17 that she's won right those are fan voted correct and I think that speaks volumes and I think we're all getting a little ticked off so this fall is November is the CMA awards mm-hmm. Carrie has an album dropping September correct but I still feel like, yeah, they're going to give it to Miranda. If I mean, 
You would hope not. The within the last since the start of the year, Carrie has put out "Cry Pretty." Right. I think that went. Did that go number one yet? Probably. Everything she touches goes right. to one. And I believe that Miranda really hasn't. Right. I was trying to think of that too. Besides her song with Jason Aldean. Right. And I th- I think she's working on an album with um, oh jeez, by the Annie Pistols, right? Oh sure. Um, but again, like you said, Carrie's. Yeah. Announced a tour for next year. Right. She's dropping an album, has a single. Again. It, I'm not hating on Miranda. I am just so tired of seeing her win all the time. Right. <laughs> and it, and like I liked, I think it was last fall, whatever, all the awards. She won a, I think it was song or single of the year for Tin Man. I really like the song. I think I've said it should be. But when you look at like the charts, it's like it didn't even make top 10 like yeah. it didn't and I, I think you look at certain years where it's like okay like she might have had one hit where Carrie has two or three right. and yeah I'm I mean it, it is it is kind of fascinating you know I would have to do some more digging on the voting behind the ACMs and the CMAs I mean the ACMs I mean that's the thing that just jumps I out throw the here. remote at my TV every freaking time. It and you have to buy a new TV every award show. Yeah, I'm on like my 10th TV right now. Yeah. I'm kidding. But no, I mean, I think Miranda is super talented, like great as a songwriter. She's got, you know, unbelievable talent. Um, obviously, she goes, the breakups that have been public probably haven't been easy for her and maybe makes her come off but in a bad light in some yeah. ways. Um, but no, I, I don't, I still think she's deserving, but I think sometimes Carrie is more. Yeah. I think my, my biggest pet peeve is what I hear is people say, oh, Miranda has the more traditional sounding voice. She sounds more country. And yes, I kind of get that. If only for the fact that there's a little more twang in her voice, but there is nothing on paper that Miranda can sing that Carrie can't. Oh, Carrie can sing everything. Right. And so when I hear that, I'm like, okay, are we really going to go this route? Are we judging people by the twang in their voice? Right. I mean, honestly. Because Carrie is just as country as And Miranda. Keith Urban should never win another award. Right. I mean. So th- that's that's one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes yeah. to this thing. But um, I do like Miranda. I mean, I think we'll look back and be like, wow, like Carrie and Miranda dominated this decade. Right. Like, right. It's pretty fascinating. And Absolutely. It really was. And I want to say is because there's a lot of new female singers, but it was, it was those two. And I mean, Taylor for 2009. <laughs> yeah. For like a brief period. Right. I mean, she was country. And for, then she's like, Oh, I can't compete with these people. Let me go over to pop. That's the one thing I'm going to say. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think it was that. <laughs> I mean, when you look on the, I'll bring this up in a bit. When you look at the iTunes country I know, charts, I know. She I still just, got songs I on there. I like to poke at you. It's fun. That's very funny. But yeah, um, so yeah, Miranda, Carrie. Gretchen Wilson for a hot second as well. Yeah, I think uh, I had some notes here, but you look at, uh, let's see here. Did I actually take notes? Hmm. I thought I did. That's um, okay. There's, but, yeah, I mean, we're talking about like in the mid 2000s, it was Carrie, Miranda, and then you had like people like Alison Krauss and Gretchen Wilson were being nominated for female vocus of the mm. year. Where seven, eight years prior, it was Faith, Shania, Reba, Trisha, T- 
Terry Clark, yeah. Martina, Leanne, Leanne Womack. Leanne Rhymes. Leanne Rhymes too, and like all these. Right. And yeah. For whatever reason there was there was that dip in yeah. the mid two thousands. Thank God Carrie and Miranda like held it down. Right. Otherwise Taylor Swift would probably still be country. Yeah, yeah. Thank God they held it down. And they made room for new artists. And I think maybe you and I could agree that not saying there's a next Carrie and Miranda, but right now two like on the same wavelength would have to be Marin and Kelsey. Correct. Yeah. I, I don't think there's really any argument in that. I think I think, yeah, Marin maybe gets the recognition with the Grammys and all that. But I think Kelsey might have and I don't want to say this wrong either, but a, th- a stronger fan base in a sense, more loyal. Yeah. Um I think as weird as it is to say, Kelsey's been around longer than Marin. Has she? I mean, Kelsey has two albums out. Kelsey's been around for a few years. I mean, Marin, it was last year, was it? Was it like her big blow-up year where she just took off with was it? Church, it 80s Mercedes. I mean, it's pretty impressive what Marin's been able to do in, honestly, two years, three tops. Right. Um, where I think Kelsey's... I mean, she's been around a little bit longer, but it's it's yeah. definitely those two are the cream of the crop right now. Yeah, when it comes I agree. To this, this next generation, but um, yeah, I think um, you know Marin has that crossover appeal, but Kelsey, Kelsey does, but at the same time too, I think I think early on Kelsey was getting compared to Taylor Swift. Yep, and honestly, as big of a Taylor Swift fan as I am, I am such a huge Kelsey Ballerini fan too. That <laughs> there's not a song that Kelsey Ballerini or that Taylor Swift can sing that Kelsey Ballerini can't. Agreed. Better vocalist. And I also think Kelsey is truly a country singer. I do too. And I think she gets uh, flack like on her social media for maybe some of her songs or like what she wears saying like, oh, you're not country enough. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, I write what I feel. I write stories. I write about real life. Yeah, I love country music. Was some jerk just saying something about she was wearing some designer shoe or dress or something yes. on stage? It's like, what do you what do you think Faith Hill, right. and Shania, and yes. Ray were doing? Exactly. If you're throwing a fit at Kelsey, you should be complaining about them. And then, but if it wasn't Faith Hill, and it was the generation right. before, so right. I think just with social media nowadays, people can just harp on anyone about anything and it's just it's just a little too much but I definitely think these two will give Carrie and Miranda a run for their money I think any nominations going forward for like female vocalists it's those four if there's a fifth it'll yeah I think I think if there's a fifth it's going to be it's going to vary by year I totally think depending who would you say right uh, now um Honestly, like right, this year for the CMAs. This year for the CMAs. Yeah. Um, I know who I'd put. Well, I know you're going to say Carly, and I know I, I would probably agree. It's either Carly or Lauren Elena. I was going to say Lauren. Yeah, it's it's those two. I think last year Lauren won Breakout Artist of mm-hmm. the Year. She won those. Um, I think it's those two. I agree. I think they're right up there too. Um, and then you look at. I mean, somewhat, I'm a huge fan, and one of my friends is even a huger fan of Daniel Bradbury, who I think honestly has one of, if not the best, voices 
in the industry. Yeah. And I'm just, I feel like I'm she just, doesn't showcase it that much in her songs then. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe this gets to a point that we'll touch on in a bit, but um, I think I think it does. I mean, like her song Worth It, she's able mm-hmm. to hit the high notes That's and true. drag it out. Um, but yeah, Lauren and Carly, you know, I, I think I think we're getting back to that 90s, 2000s where it was like 10, 12 female artists where you're like, Right. That's it. Yep. And Carly's taken off. Carly is, yep. Lauren's taken off. I think those two, I think it'll be very curious to see what their next album looks like. I know they, they're they having a few more singles off of this, but I'm sure they're already starting to work on the next project. Yeah. And it's always like, how are they going to build off of this success? Right. You, know, you got to keep it going. That's- right. Like Lauren had Road Less Traveled. Yeah. Carly had... Um, Every little thing. Yep. So it's hard to keep that going. Yeah. Hide the wine, doing solid. Right. Twenty ish on the charts. Um, but yeah, it'll be it'll be curious to see how that goes forward. You know, and I was thinking of someone too, like who really hit it and then backed off, and now kind of here again is Casey Musgraves. Yeah. And like I maybe wasn't the biggest fan of her music, but she's got a good voice and she's got a a, a wide appeal. Like. I didn't realize this, but she's pretty big over in England. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, no, her latest album she dropped, like, at the start of the year or spring. Yeah. Fantastic. Same thing. Like, I'm not not a huge fan of her, but listening to that album, like, I'm like, okay, I I can listen to every single song. Right. And even if you're not a Casey Musgraves fan, there's a song on there for you. And I, I think she's one of the... And it's, there's what I really like is there's this thing of like women empowerment and like feistiness and they're just not going to take crap right. anymore from anyone. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, I think Casey Musgraves is one, Maren Morris. Yeah. It's not just funny daddy love songs. Like, right. Yeah. They're not, and they're not going to be painted in the box of, Hey, you need to sing this right. or this way. Um, you know, not saying the, the previous generation was, but um, well, yeah, Shania with any man right. of mine is right. Prime, but they're but just they're not gonna yeah. follow. They're gonna lead and sing the songs and the music that they want to make. Right, which I think is awesome. Uh, you know, I th- there's a lot of other artists too that I mean, Maddie and Tay, and- Maddie and Tay. But when you and we can get into this when you. When you hear on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever, if you hit a new Boots playlist or you get down the rabbit hole of clicking on this artist and similar artists, you hear the there's just a, the talented like female singers that are right now that I'm afraid not many people know of, but they should. Right. Like, uh, you know, I think Lindsay L is getting some more credits. Um, she's badass on the guitar. Yeah. Um, Cassidy Pope's kind of making a comeback, uh, like a Mickey Guyton. Mm-hmm. I think she her voice right. is trem- so good, yeah, so so good. And it's like she needs her big break. She needs yeah. like that one song. And then I'm like, why? Why does it? Why does it have to be that? Where I'm not going to name names, but there's some other singers where they can just come out with a song, and it's like, oh, it's because of them. It's it's going to be right. good, even though it's kind of like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Right, you know, if yeah, you can have a a Luke or a 
uh, Jason Aldean sing a, a song and yeah, it's good, but it's going to hit number one because they have such the big fan base. Right, right. Do you ever wonder where Kelly Pickler went? Kelly Pickler. I mean, she's like has her own show with someone named Ben, I think. Her husband? Is it her husband? <laughs> yeah. Some guy. It's some, like produced some by Faith Hill, guy. I think. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, Kelly's one. Um, Red High Heels is a jam. Yeah. Uh, but no, I. Could we talk about them not being on the radio and Spotify and things like that? Sure. So, what's your opinion on it? I I have a theory. I had a theory going into it that I think is kind of complete BS now after doing some research. Um, I think it might hold a bit of truth, but I still don't buy it. Well, when it comes to radios, they have to make money. So that means they have to play the music that they know people are going to tune in to listen to. And at this point, although we may know who Lindsay L is, um, you know, Cam, whatever, maybe not everyone does because not everyone goes to Spotify and listens to everything. Not saying it's true, but and, and who listens to the radio? I always say this: who listens to the radio anymore? Right. I, I don't. But I'll raise you. Let's. But at the same time, I look at artists like uh, Brett Young or a Dylan Scott. Love them. Great, great artists. But they've had hell of a, like last two or three years, and I mean, no one knew who they were two years ago, and it's like, why? Mm-hmm. You know, the great songs. And I don't. Again, I don't know if it. You know, I'm not saying they're not good songs or whatever, but it's kind of like, okay, I feel like they're on a faster track to have that success. Um, So what's your theory? My theory is I disagree with the theory that there's this, like, old stereotype that women don't want to hear women, Mm -hmm. which I don't buy. And there's, like, some activism going around about it. there's certain artists and people or females in Nashville at record labels and things. They're, they're trying to create awareness about it and they want to say that women want to hear women. And I totally agree with that. And I, I never thought that it wasn't the case. If anything, I thought it was that men don't want to hear women right? Um, where they might not yeah. want to hear a Daniel Bradbury. That would be, that was my kind of assumption. I don't know. It might still be true. Um, but yeah, I but I do want to get into some numbers because it is hit me with it. It's it's. Do you have the statistic about like Kelsey Ballerini having like the first number one in like two years or something? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. I read somewhere that I forget what song it was of Kelsey Ballerini's, but it was the first time like a number one song by a a country female had been had been number one since like two years prior in Carrie Underwood. Oh, yeah, that would not surprise me at all. Um, And I'll just brief shout out. If you want to stay kind of in a loop on kind of the, just to be observant of what's going on and kind of like, I don't don't know if I want to call it a bias, but there is, maybe it is a bias. There's definitely some funny things going on when you look at, the actual numbers and things like that. Um, follow women want more on Twitter. It's women underscore want underscore more. They're doing a lot. They're showing the plays on radio, the 
lack of Spotify ads on playlists and things like that. So, for instance, we'll get to radio, but on Spotify, right, you can create your own playlist. Spotify also creates their own playlist. So it's Hot Country, New Boots, whatever. So they have two of their playlists, Hot Country and New Boots. Both those playlists had a picture of a female singer on the cover, as far as the cover art, Mm -hmm. right? The Hot Country playlist only had two songs from solo women on the playlist, even even though one of them was featured on the cover. New Boots had four. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, there's I almost get the Hot Country. I, I don't because between Carrie, Kelsey, Marin, Carly. But, but think about that. First of all, like with where we are right now, I think that could totally change by the end of the year. If Carrie has a new album out, there's going to be a new single. If Miranda maybe drops a new song, Marion's coming out with a new album because she really hasn't had, I mean, Rich, but that's been out for a while. I think that, like, when you take, you don't have Carrie and Miranda making new music, it is going to, like, change those numbers. And it's going to take a while in New Boots to get these new names out there. I guess, but even I look at the New Boots playlist and there's only four. Like, I could... (laughs) can name a dozen right now and then it's like why like what is the harm especially when it comes to the digital playlist what is the harm of adding more to discover yeah you i know, don't know that's that's what i don't get yeah i don't know and again i don't know who's behind creating those playlists or what the metrics are but it's just crazy to think that they're they're using their their pictures their beauty on the cover art of it when you get inside, it's like, okay, so Lauren Elena was on the cover. It's her and it's Kelsey and mm-hmm. there's no one else. And it's like, what? Yeah. Not to say that there aren't 30 or 40 good male country singers that deserve a song on there, but it's kind of like, okay, like going back to the Miranda Carey thing, like, like there's something, to, something's off balance here. So I don't know. That's the Spotify thing. Radio's honestly probably the worst when it comes to this. Um, so your bigger country markets, um, took July 22nd, the week of July 22nd, for example, the top 20 songs played during the week. So the most times Chicago, no female singers in the top 20, New York, none in the top 20 LA had one. Carrie was the second most. So it's like, okay, why is Carrie the second most in LA? Yeah, and not like not even on the other ones. Right, um, Houston none, Dallas none. The only other artist to crack the top sixteen stations that week that I was measured as far as being in the top twenty, Carrie cracked. Carrie cracked seven out of the sixteen stations being in the top twenty plays. Marin five and Kelsey one. That's it. Wow. And it's pretty. I mean, you're looking at three out of twenty. If I mean, some stations just didn't have them at all, and it's. Right. Again, I I think programmers and certain DJs are coming around on it for whatever reason. I don't know what it is. There's more of a concentrated effort, um, like Women Want Women Wednesday, where they're playing it. I don't know. Um, again, I don't. I don't. But I don't want it to turn into a thing where it has to be male, female, male, female, alternating. Right. You don't want that either. You, you want just the want best like songs. the chance to be out there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I think for a long time, like women have been behind the scenes in Nashville. 
a lot of songwriting, a lot of collaborating that way. True. And like, um, I don't know if you like this. Her name's Caitlin Smith, and and she has an album out. Um, and she went on tour with Tim and Faith, but they had like a a Girls of Nashville that they have like every year. And Time Magazine actually did a went out and had a like an interview with them. And it was um, Caitlin and two other songwriters, once in her early 20s, once in her early 30s, and just kind of like, yeah, we came to Nashville, not with the hopes really of being an artist, but just of like writing songs. Mm-hmm. And they've written successful songs and sold them to artists who made them big hits. And they're like, well, now I want to start writing stuff for me. So like the money they're making from writing songs, they're pouring into oh, making sure. their own music. Um, so I think that like, not saying like women in country music is a new thing, obviously, but there were so many years where it was like we talked about earlier, just Carrie and Miranda, and we didn't have Spotify or even iTunes, so we couldn't see or hear these artists unless we True. went and like picked up a five dollar CD at Walmart. So I think, and it sucks because no one likes it. It's gonna take some time, but I do think that like it's going in the right direction. That's fair. Yeah. I think it has to. Like it can't yeah. get can't get worse. Right. Um you know, I look at I looked at iTunes too. Um and let's see here. Right now, currently when it comes to the country genre, the highest single female artist is at twenty eight, Kelsey, I hate love songs. And then it's Cry Pretty at thirty one, Hide the Wine thirty three. Rich at fifty, and then Maddie. I don't even look at iTunes. I feel like that's always so outdated. Um, I I don't know. Uh, but at the same time, too, it's like, is but then then I ask, is it like okay, is the lack of plays on radio affecting iTunes downloads and purchases and Spotify? Yeah, you know, plays and playlists. Where if I know there's less people listening to the radio. I listen to it less and less, but I still tune into the radio um, for local giveaways and just to hear, you know, what's playing on the radio. And I think my concern is that if they're not being played on the radio, then people aren't hearing the songs and they aren't also going to say, I heard that song on the radio. I'm going to go add to my Spotify playlist. Right. So I think there's some connection there too, but um, like you said, I, they're in the right. They're heading in the right direction. Yeah. I think they have a lot of momentum behind them. I think there's a lot of support in Nashville from like artists. Yeah, yeah. And I think like honestly, like badass singers like Marin Morris, she's someone that's going to spearhead that. Right. I think, Absolutely. I mean, she's staying with Alicia Keys at the Grammys. I mean, yeah. I think it may be frustrating, but I don't think it's one of those things where like. Oh, you, you need to go buy a song by a country artist, a country female artist, because they're not played enough. I still think, like, you got to find the best music. Correct. No, I totally agree. Like, yeah. it has to be on the merit. Right. Um, And, I mean, country music has been great. Like, it's country music is in such a good place right now as far as your singers that are still singing. I mean, when you have Tim, Keith, Kenny, Faith, Shania still making new music, Reba, then you have your Luke and Blake. And then it's right. your Thomas Red, but then there's youngsters like Devin Dawson and Brett Young and Carly, Kelsey, Carrie Miranda are still at the top of it. It's just like it's in a good place right now. So it's I have another partial theory. Oh, it's, it's like, are you a conspiracy theorist? <laughs> uh, no, I but I was like thinking them. about that. But like, you think of some of the songs 
from female artists. So I thought of like Lauren Elena's new one, Three, um, Raylan's Love Triangle, mm-hmm. Miranda's Vice. Like they're really heartfelt. They're really personal. But can you imagine being in an arena with 50,000 people jamming out to that song? No. Right. And so, okay, go with me on this little roller coaster here. Like, and if this is the songs they're releasing to radio. When I'm in my car, I've mentioned this multiple times, I like to jam. If every little thing comes on the radio by Carly Pierce, I'm changing the station because that's not what I want to hear in the car. I want to like, I want some, I'm in a hurry by Alabama. Yeah. Let's go. So I think that could be part of it. Not saying like they're bad songs. But you're not only listening to music in the car while you're trying to drive, you were driving and trying yeah, to. Yeah, but people in their commutes. I mean, I think that like. Too many people. Not everyone's going 70 miles an hour in a 35-mile zone, Emily. Well, I'm not either, but I'm just saying, like, if you, you have the radio in your car, but I don't know, do many people listen to the radio just bumming around their house? We should find that out. I don't know. That's a good poll. But anyways, I just think that, like, the songs that you hear, you want to hear at that moment, you'd rather listen to a... a Country Girl, Luke Bryan, or, you know, Boys Around Here by Blake, you know, something like that. Not saying their songs aren't great. I think the problem is they're too good in a sense. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, if I had more time, Fine, whatever. I would we'll just dismiss that one. I mean, okay. No, well, one moment because <laughs> I mean like Carly Pierce right now has hide the wine. Like that's not beat one, right? Yeah. Even Lauren Elena's, um, her previous one, Road Less Traveled, that's an uptempo one. But then you had, I mean, you can have, like, Luke has, like, drink a beer from a few years ago. Like, that's a slower one. Yeah, but Luke Brett Young, is, Mercy. like Right. But I feel like, okay, for Luke example, like, he's solidified in his career. Okay. Like, he could seriously put out, well, he does put out some bad songs, but they're still number ones. Right. Let's not even talk about Kick the Dust Up, because, ugh. Okay, but yeah, but someone like, well, if, if Mercy came on, you'd skip that too? I would. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I, I, unless I'm like, for some reason, crying while driving, which does not happen. But no, I... Okay, we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I just, I don't know if... Do you have any artists that aren't as well known right now that people should listen to? Because I, I created like a, a list of five. Mm. That I'm like, these are my five that I'm, you know, like, in high school, college, uh, you'd go to the gym and you're playing pickup basketball. You'd walk in, you want your five, you'd walk in with five guys or five girls and you go play, right? These, okay, maybe not. I don't think I have five, but I understand where you're coming from. Right. So you want your five best. And these, these are the five that I'd be like, okay, I'm putting my money on. Yeah. Um, I'll come backwards. Five, Hannah Ellis mentioned her yeah. last week. I think her voice is really good. Hope her career takes off. Four, Catherine McGrath. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially if she comes over to the states, I think she's going to blow up. I think I she'd agree. be huge. Three, Caroline Jones. She's been touring with. Oh my gosh, this is going to just bite me in the butt. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, which is an odd kind oh. of. Uh, Whatever she she opened for Zach Brown band a few years ago okay. I think um, I think her voice is really great so I, I think if she would tour with more of a country yeah um, I think she'd have more. It's a nice one. She wonder if they even want to. That's true. No, that's a good know. point. 
if, if she's she likes what she's doing and that sort of thing. No, that's a good point. So she's three. Taylor Edwards. Taylor Edwards is two. I think she has a lot of support from a lot of talented people, songwriters. Um, I think she has the charisma and all that to turn into a star. But my number one, you can guess it. You can guess it. Can I? Is it as easy as Kelsey? No. Okay, I can't guess. Taylor it. Acorn. I was just gonna say, like, why is she not on your list? But okay, good. Yeah, Whew. she's the one. So if you're listening, to, if you're listening to this right now, check out Taylor Acorn. She, she does not become a star. I, I will be very surprised. I is she even signed to a label? I think she is. I think she's kind of been writing new songs and kind of recording for probably an actual album i'm guessing oh good um yeah she is hit after hit hit. like her i can listen to on the radio in my car definitely she's definitely one so those are the five that i'm betting on and i'm taking with me to the court all right let me see if i can come up with five real quick here in no particular order i would put taylor on that list as well um i would put Lindsay l on it ah yeah Lindsay. yeah um i um I think I would do also, this isn't going to have to five, but Caitlin Smith is up there and I raved about this one from our first podcast, but Ashley McBride needs some serious recognition. Yeah. She is just so, she's so real and like, she's not about the glitz and the glam. She's like, here's my guitar. Here's my boys, my band. (laughs) And she gets on stage and sings and it's just, I'll say it again. YouTube, like her and Eric Church singing together and the respect he has for her should speak volumes. And I just wish that like, for the love of God, can she just blow up? Does she have songs that you can jam to? Yes. I'm just giving you a hard yes, time. Yes, she does. Hello. <laughs> just giving you a hard time. I'm sorry, but I like to car jam. <laughs> no, that's fair. No, but yeah, country music's in a good place. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, I don't know if we want to go into the next artist, like up and coming artist we want to talk about. Yeah, let's do it. So mine is actually Taylor Acorn. Oh, good. That was a good segue. <laughs> that was a great segue. Yeah. Um, like I would put legit, I would invest money in like her stock right now. I, I'm assuming it's low right now, but I would put a lot of money into her. Um, you know, some songs for her, for you guys to check out. Put it in a song is probably my favorites, yeah. but there's others. Same, same guys like you. I listened to same. It came on again today or yesterday, and I almost I believe your theory on what the song means on the first verse, yeah. but the second verse it's like no. So if we ever get the chance to interview her or talk to her about it, we ask that. We have to ask yeah, that for sure. Um, but go check it out, Taylor Acorn. Uh, honestly, this is gonna sound very cheesy, and it's not me trying to be like suck up or anything but like her voice i think is legitimately like beautiful like literally like (laughs) it's so good it's got a little bit of a country twang to it but it's just so like you hear it and you're like wow yeah that's it could be sarah evans-esque yeah that's a good comp right very good comp comp. threw that one out there good hook line and sinker so who's yours uh well i won't shut up about these people so eventually we're going to talk more about artists from across the pond, but I'm going to throw them out there now because the wandering hearts, uh, made up of two ladies, two men are fantastic. And I think they identify more as like, some people call it folk Americana, but it has this country sound to it and, and their country. I mean, if 
Yeah. They could definitely be on the radio. Um, and they've only been together for like the last three years. They have one oh, album wow. out called Wild Silence. Hmm. Um, they're coming to Nashville. I don't know. There's some big kind of music fest that goes on for like 10 days in Nashville. And it's really just like up and coming singer songwriters. And they're going to be there. Is that September? I think so. I looked through the list and I didn't recognize like any names. I'm like, that's cool. I should go. That is cool. Right. So should go. I mean, the nitty gritty dirt band's going to be there. So oh. I mean, <laughs> well, you gotta have a, you gotta have a classic in there. <laughs> yeah. So you know, they put their they got together, um, mutual friends. They put some songs out on SoundCloud, and within a month, um, they were signed to a record deal. That's crazy, isn't it? Crazy. It's crazy how that happens. Yeah, and so usually it's it's um, one of the guys is one of the lead singers and one of the girls. They kind of take turns, and the others harmonize. I think the guy reminds me a lot of like a. Zach Brown, Chris Stapleton mix, like the sound of his voice. Um, if you're going to go check them out, oh, fun fact, they're going to be the first UK band to appear at the Grand Ole Opry and the Ryman in the same week. So they're on their way. Um, my favorite song right now is called Wish I Could. Their whole album is fantastic. They have one called Devil, um, one Fire and Water, which is also is a jam, by the way. Fire and Water, you could jam out to. But I just think... I, I'm so glad I found them, and um, yeah, go give them some love, because I, I hope they go big. They just need to. Yeah, they're one of many from across the pond. Yeah. They'll talk about it next podcast, but... Yeah. There's yeah. a segue for two weeks from now. Right, but there's there's so much talent over there. So that, much. And nowadays, it's so easy to find it. Yes. Go, go listen to it. Yeah. So listen to Emily. Oh, that is that. recorded. Just Woo. on that. All right. All right, so... Who's your throwback? My throwback. My throwback? I almost, like, put it as a trivia question, but I may still be able to do so. We shall see. Um, hmm. Mr. Chris Cagle, what a beautiful day. Good Song time. only reached number four. No way. I know. Do you know what year? 2000. Well, it came out in 2002, November, so I'm guessing... Early Spring, 2003, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it, it's a fun song. I usually don't get on board with people proposing after 116 days, as it says in the song, but it works. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's so, it's a feel-good song. It's very early 2000s, and Chris Cagle, man. He's another one, too, that yeah. he had a good burst for... I don't know, four year, four or five years maybe. Could I do my trivia because it involves him? One trivia and then you can go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Chris Gagel's only had one number one song. I can give you three options. Sure. Laredo, I Breathe In, I Breathe Out. I Breathe In, Chicks, I Breathe Out. dig it. I Breathe In, I Breathe Out. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? 100%. Okay, you're right. Yeah, nice try. <laughs> nice try. Isn't that crazy though? It is though. Chicks Dig It is a good one. Yeah, Laredo. I mean. Yeah. I'm assuming those are other like top 10 hits, though. Yeah. Yeah, but. Hmm. Yeah, so. Anyways, your throwback for me. My throwback, I'm not going to make it a trivia. I'll try to just because you stole mine, one of mine already. So sorry. Uh, this is also a female singer from the 90s. She is basically a one-hit wonder, Aww. but her one-hit wonder is covered all the time. It's a classic. It's been covered. I think Sam Hunt covers it the best. Strawberry wine. Yes. Dana Carter. Dana Carter. Dana yep. Carter. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, Strawberry Wine. Uh, it was the 97 song of the year at the CMAs, and the songwriters voted the same. Yeah. Uh, the song was... So good. Actually, she wrote it with someone. I forget who her co-writer was, but her co-writer was actually from Wisconsin and wrote about, like, and wrote the song really? about her experience, whatever. Some Door County Strawberry Wine. Maybe, actually. I forget what the name of the city where she's from. But hmm. I think, she, or maybe it was... She used to spend her summers at her grandparents' farm or something like oh, that. <laughs> I mean, the song was kind of controversial because it talks about, like, a young girl and things like that, that a lot of, like, studios and record labels didn't want to touch it. Like, they didn't. Things but like then, what? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I forget. Okay. Just like I forget the songwriter's name. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Anywho, and... No one wanted to touch it, but then Dina Carter heard and's like, I want to record it. Yeah. And it took off. It's a massive hit. Yeah. Um, like I said, Sam Hunt's cover of it is probably the best, one of the better I think ones. Carly covers it or did it like one of her concerts. That too. might be. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay L has a good cover. Honestly, Maren Morris, mm. she covered it recently at, I don't know, one of Luke, Blake, Jason, whatever one of those guys opened a bar on Broadway oh. in Nashville. Well, Luke's opening up a new one. Blake has one and Jason has one. It was one of those that she oh. sang it for, but yeah. Yeah, so what's that? Why don't female artists have bars in Nashville? We should complain about that. Soon. Okay. Soon. Cool. All right, since you stole one of my trivia questions already, I guess I'm just down to two. That's fine. That's all I have. So... Terry Clark's single, I Just Want to Be Mad, actually, I think it's called I Just Want to, um, was originally offered to whom? Would you like multiple choice? Female or male? Mm, female. Okay. Sure, I'll take some multiple choice. I mean, it might not help. Jody what? Messina, Sarah Evans, oh, Gretchen Wilson, I hope the Jody Dixie Messina. Chicks. It was not Jody Messina. No, I just, she's my favorite. Dixie? No. Uh, yeah, I'm going to hit. Mm. See, either Gretchen or Sarah Evans. Sarah? Yeah. Really? Right. Which did, like, I'm trying to imagine her. No, she doesn't have enough angst. No, not really. But she might have been able to pull it off. I'm not sure. Uh, it's, it's hard to imagine her singing that. Right. Terry, you can, though. Terry has it. Terry's, yeah. Terry's good. Um, last one. This singer's husband was Garth Brooks' concert production manager back in the day. She joined her husband once in a while to help sell tour merch. Oh, I feel Garth like I was impressed by her outgoing personality. So Garth offered her the opportunity to be his opening act if she would get a record deal. Who am I talking about? I will give you multiple choices. <laughs> is it Martina McBride? Is it Allison Krauss? Is it Pam Tillis? Is it Dina Carter? Allison Krauss? Nope. It's not Martina. It is. No. 100%. Yeah, her husband. What can't Garth do, man? Right. <laughs> Like, there's like the, was it the six degrees of Kevin Bacon or Seven. something? Seven, yes. Seven. Oh, that's so fun. What would it be for Garth? So I just got so excited that Mike just like, <laughs> yeah. yes, so loud. 
What would it be for Garth? I feel like everyone's. Yeah, everyone can find. It might even be seven. It'd probably be like two. Two, yeah. For real, like you know someone who knows Garth. Yeah. Just how it is. Oh, we can yeah. talk about Garth for an hour. Right, but anyway, no. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, Martina's husband. I think he's is he an agent or a writer? He's he's very involved in the yeah. national scene, and he was that time too. So it's kind of crazy how everyone's kind of intertwined. No but, wow. Yeah. Interesting. So my trivia aren't as interesting. You're probably not going to like this first one. You know the the Yodler kid? Mason Ramsey? Yeah, his song Famous. Yeah. Do you know who one of the co-writers of the song is? Uh, is it a country singer? Yeah. Um, He's not a solo artist. Yeah, it's, it's uh, oh, Tyler Hubbard. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who the other one is? Actually, there's two more. Two more. You probably won't get the other two. No, okay. Sarah Buxton. No. Um, and then Kanan Smith. Oh, Kanan's tight with them. Yeah. Right? I yeah. think, yeah. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. Very interesting. They've given Mason a ton of praise. Like, he's he's touring. With or, Chris Lane. That's right. But he's, Florida Georgia Lions doing, like, a minor residency in Vegas in okay. November, December. And Mason's oh, their opener. Oh, he is, Yeah. No, they got mad respect for the kid. Right. So, and I honestly, I think he has a good voice. Like, yeah. it's going to be a try. I mean, as he gets older to see how he's able to harness that. Right. Kudos. Like, kids got poise. Kids got, he's entertaining out yeah. there. He knows who he is. Yeah, absolutely. There's a viral video going around. I think it was after the Teen Choice Awards or Kids Choice Awards at Nickelodeon. There must have been some party backstage with, like, all these teeny boppers or kids and the yodel song came on with like the remix or it was like this heavy like boom 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 so like mason <laughs> mason had a bunch of things he was holding hands it to his mom or some lady and makes a beeline straight to the dance floor my man man respect for that yes oh gosh and yeah he's just killing it out there dancing and he's he knows who he is and yeah yeah he hope he never loses that right. like it's probably a scary and tough industry but i think like the country community is really like oh, sheltered yeah. him or, like yeah. wrapped like really encouraged it so that's that's always cool because he is talented yeah like no he is you can't put that past him, i think he's the justin bieber of country music sure kind of could be potentially kind of. yeah Maybe. all right well, well that's food for thought anywho name that year this is pretty 2018. easy. 2018. Oh. And what year did both Kenny Chesney and Garth Brooks get married? Oh, snap. Hmm. Do you need something else that happened that year? I can give you something else. No, I have a rough frame of mind. It's either, it's like from 98 to 2002. It's in that four-year period. Okay. So give me a year. 2000. 98 Can you just tell me the year please 2005 You were going to get there eventually So Was that when Renee Zellweger Yes What year did he get divorced 2005 (laughs) (laughs) There was actually As I was researching And I don't want to like Give any legs to this rumor Or anything but when Sarah Evans was going through her messy bit with her yeah. ex-husband and stuff, he 
he threw out an allegation of her and Kenny getting together. I would totally wild. support that. Right. But it's just, that's just a minor antidote where I'm like, what? Like, why would you do that, dude? Yeah. But anyways. But anyways, yeah, in 2005, um, Garth proposed to Miss Trisha Yearwood, I think, like in April. And they got married that December. But the other fun thing of 2005, um, the American Country Countdown was mm-hmm. hosted by Bob Kingsley. Ah, and then it switched. And that was the last year he hosted it. Wow. Kicks Brooks. Kicks Brooks, and he's still kicking, huh? Yep. Bum, bum, no, that was cool. Yeah, so that's what I got. 2005, um, love and not love. Just shorter love. Shorter love. Shorter love. Yes. Probably less genuine love. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe. Anyways, we're probably getting off the rails here. I'll marry Kenny. That's fine. I mean, at this point, go for it. Right. Um, so what else we got on tap coming up here? Cole Swindell drops a new album Ooh. Friday. Cole we've, heard about, we've heard about half the songs. Yeah, he's uh, one of the best live performers I've ever seen. But. Yeah, his show was good. We saw him last week. Michael Ray opened for him. He was pretty high energy. And we're he seeing is him more again. attractive in person. Let's just put that out there. Let's put it out there. Let's put it out there. Carly Pierce, the one lucky lady. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho, Cole's new album's coming out. Carrie's coming in September. Um, but yeah, I think our next podcast, you mentioned that we'll talk about the folks from across the pond. We're going to take you over to England and give you a little Emily's going there. to try to talk in a British accent. Oh, I should. That would be fun. Yeah. I think our fans would appreciate that. They might take offense to that. I don't care. But anyways, um, so thanks for listening. Uh, go check out Raised On It, that blog. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, same thing. You can find the links to those social media networks on our site, raisedonit.blog. Um, we have some exciting things coming up too. Um, so stay in the loop with those. Um, but otherwise, uh, we'll be back in a few weeks to talk about those from across the sea. Any last words? Adios. Toodles. Toodles.